and welcome back to Butter With That, a movie podcast where some friends from Philly get together to talk about movies. Uh, those of you who've been listening this past month know we've been discussing movies from the 90s or 90s movies, uh, things that just kind of remind us of that decade. Um, today, we're doing a bonus feature episode, which means that we've all just uh, seen the same film together or have watched it, uh, at the very least, have all seen it. Um, and today is, is going to be uh, 1995's Disney film, A Goofy Movie directed by Kevin Lima. So we're going to be getting into that, uh, among some other things. Uh, but first, how's everybody doing? Finally saw Beetlejuice. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, we were public, waiting there, yeah. The public shame is over. <laughs> Yay. And you returned said DVD. And I left a cute note. He did, yep, after six long months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy to say that you've seen it. And I it have sucked. my DVD no, back. I'm just kidding, I liked it a lot. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, I feel like I've shit on your movies enough that you can be like, yeah, your movie sucked. And I'd be like, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting that this, that, I mean, this is not the Beetlejuice episode, but that it came out a year before Batman Returns, which also, or Batman 89, which also has Michael mm-hmm. Keaton. And they're similar, uh, Tim Burton, similar. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of interesting. And Al Baldwin, so young. Gina Davis. God, Alec Baldwin was so dreamy in that movie. <laughs> yeah. He was, but like, honestly, I loved Gina Davis so much. Like, oh my God. I, yeah. Oh God, I could just talk about this movie forever. Winona Ryder was my favorite character. She was so young, too. She was. I saw some really good trailers recently. Um, specifically, there's a movie coming out called Lucy in the Sky. Um, Natalie Portman? Yeah. That trailer looks wild. It looks wild. Um, it's the same guy that does the, the show Legion. Oh. <gasps> Oh. So Dan Stevens is in it. <gasps> Yay! Uh, John uh, Hamm is in it. Oh, um, oh Nick cool. Offerman is in it. Nice. Oh, a yeah. great Noah, cast. Noah, yeah, Noah, it looks crazy. Joe's last name. Noah. Noah. We'll get there. We'll Google machine activate. Oh um, my god. Her, I, her haircut is such an astro, like an eight. I don't know what is it supposed to be set in like the. 80s? I have no idea. It, it, it looks, looks like it's eighties astronaut haircut. Noah yeah. Holly. Holly, yes. Um, yes, mm-hmm. that looks great. I watched a movie recently. It's a Swedish movie called The Square. It was pretty <gasps> yes. Uh, wild. Yes, keep meaning to see that. It's really good. Um, I'd seen his uh, pre- this director's previous movie, Force Majeure, Is which that was Elizabeth so good. Moss? It's got Elizabeth Moss. I it's got to Dominic see that. West in it. Um, yeah, it's 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 great. It's like about an oh, cool. art museum director who installs artwork and like sort of talks about the the theories behind art, and then it actually goes to his day to day life and how he actually. Uh, relates to people and um, it, the hypocrisy around like museum mm. art world. Oh, Anyhow, cool. Yeah, it's really good. Um, Us reviews have been coming out and Law and Pet Cemetery reviews, and both look mm-hmm. very amazing. I am seeing Us on Sunday, um, and this means that if anyone fucking ruins anything about that movie before <laughs> Sunday, I will murder them. And if you are listening to this now, I have seen the movie, <laughs> but I will plot, I am plotting your demise right now if you've spoiled anything. So It's actually going to play at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute. I can't believe oh, that. Cool. They don't yeah. really do... This is a big deal. Yeah. Everything I've heard has been fantastic. So. Uh, projections for the box office are around 40 million. You can't really trust projections because they're just like, what studio execs want? A little lowballing the movie. But I think this could be 60, 70, 80 like million dollars. I think yeah. this is going to be a big sleeper hit. I, mm. th- I thought the trailer showed a lot, but I heard like one of the things I have heard is that Jordan Peele is like always like a bunch of steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. That's so the thing, that even though the exciting. trailer shows a ton, I still wouldn't be yeah, able to tell you what the storyline is. It just tells you the premise of like, oh, doppelganger attacks family. Mm. Yeah. It Which, looks it's so freaky. much more than that, I'm, I'm sure. I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah, it looks great. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I'm so looking forward to seeing that, too. I can't see it till next week. Please don't spoil it. Hmm. Butter with that fam. Don't text in the group chat about it. Don't do it. it. Please. Mm -mm. None of us do it. Not a word. I'm serious. Like, (laughs) this this really matters. I will kill you. I miss seeing Get Out in theaters, and I really want to have a theatrical experience with this. I think it'll be a good theatrical experience. Get Out was an amazing experience Mm -hmm. with a group. Yeah. Um, I haven't really seen any movies. However, I've noticed a weird thing. So the movie I picked... Dave, the movie you picked, and Tori, the movie you picked, all came out in 1995. Mm. It was just mm. cranking out those classics. Yeah. <laughs> Captain 95. America takes place in 95? Captain oh. Marvel? Captain Marvel. Why did I say Captain America? Uh-huh. Captain Marvel. I was like, Sorry. he was still in the ice. very wrong. <laughs> he was still in the ice. Captain Marvel. <laughs> I mean, he was also in the ice in 1995. <laughs> what a great year. Yeah. I was one year old. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. (laughs) Stop. Well, speaking of going back in time there, uh, we are going to be, as we mentioned before, talking about uh, the film The Goofy Movie. Um, We've all seen it, uh, but for those who haven't, I guess a a really quick plot summary uh, would be in order, um, which is that, and this uh, from Wikipedia, taking taking place a few years after the events of Goof Troop, Goof Troop being a 1990s uh, Disney television show surrounding uh, Goofy and his son, uh, a Goofy movie follows Goofy and his son, Max, who is now in high school and revolves around the father-son relationship between the two Goofies uh, as uh, he takes Max on a fishing trip out of fear that Max is drifting away from him, unintentionally interfering with Max's social life, particularly his relationship with Roxanne, his high school crush. Um, so the film kind of becomes um, a sort of on-the-road, uh, you know, road movie. Um, two characters who... Um, who are just uh, making their way across the country. Um, Goofy has uh, decided that um, Max should be a bigger part of his life and vice versa. So they go on this trip uh, with the aim of arriving, um, I believe it's in uh, Idaho, Mm -hmm. um, to a lake so that they they can go on the fishing trip that Goofy and uh, his father and grandfather had gone on time and time again in these family bonding experiences at a time when Max is uh, pretty reluctant because he's, uh, you know, he's uh, coming of age, as we've discussed in the previous episode. And uh, aren't we all (laughs) every year? It seems like (laughs) he's experiencing different things. He's, uh, you know, um, he's a big Powerline fan, um, which is why uh, at a certain point he wants to deviate from their course and go out to California um, because he has lied to Roxanne, um, his, uh, I guess, high school crush. that he uh, he knows Powerline and that he's going there to perform, uh, or, or rather, at least to go to the show. Um, so all that happens and more in a very uh, kind of heartfelt Disney movie. Uh, how did everybody else feel about the movie? I saw the movie for the first time in college. This is my second time watching it, and it's just so heartfelt. Goofy's just trying to be a good dad, <laughs> and Max just it doesn't doesn't give any shits, which I think a lot of people can relate to. Of being like angsty high schooler. I mean, he gives lots of shits, but it's like about the things that, that directly involve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved this movie when I was growing up. Um, I had a really big crush on Max. Um, <laughs> watching it as an adult, I now realize that I am much more empathetic to Goofy and his attempts to bond with his son. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It's funny that also, like, you mentioned that, like, this takes place years after the Goof Troop. Like, you have to see the Goof Troop <laughs> to, like, get into a Goofy movie. Although, even then, I don't I, I don't think I've ever seen more than one episode of that show. No, so I, don't I don't think so I either. don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I personally loved this movie when I was a kid rewatching it too. the music in that movie is so good. Yeah. So good. I, yeah. I forgot it was a musical or like had musical. I yeah. had number. no idea mm. it was a musical and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh wow. The, what a surprise. To the point that the film is uh, a total of 78 minutes in length. Uh, but if you were to remove the musical songs from it, it would be 62 minutes long. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so and it makes every, it makes use of every single second. That it has. It's a very like efficient movie. Yeah, which it's like also again interesting watching it as an adult and paying attention to those things because it's a pretty tight movie and the plot moved like so much faster than I expected it to. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm not I don't feel like bored at mm-hmm. any point when I'm watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was my first time watching it and Ooh. um I I laughed so hard, <laughs> honestly. I don't know if it's just like goofy or just the movie, but like there was one point where I literally like <laughs> too held... goofy too movie. Yeah. <laughs> How did they not call the sequel that? The sequel is an extremely goofy movie, I, I believe. Uh, Which I almost accidentally put on. I was like, nope, nope, that's not what I want. <laughs> yeah, same. I almost did that, but I was like actually holding my side because I was laughing so hard. Which like I can't believe that that happened, but it did. Mm-hmm. But like there were there were a few things that I couldn't stop thinking about the first one immediately i recognized the voice actor of max is the voice actor of banks from hocus pocus and i was like danny which makes so much sense heard it yeah 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 and um although uh that actor uh jason marsden uh is a talented singer he didn't perform the musical numbers in the film Mm -hmm. uh it was out of Disney's concern that uh, a Broadway-style music actor should provide voices Max uh, Max's singing voice instead. Uh, so that actor was uh, Aaron Lohr, a personal close friend of Jason's. Oh, his he's also on Boy Meets World. Yes, he is. Um, uh-huh. I think Step by Step too. Mm. He either plays like a friend. I don't know. His don't face remember. looks so familiar. It is very familiar. Yeah. Um, also, I don't know where the hell I've been in my whole life, but. Goofy Goof? I had no idea that that was his name. I had no idea. I really he texted that and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I, I was expecting it to be like Goofy Gooferson or something along those lines. <laughs> no, Goofy Goof. When the principal calls him, he's like, Mr. Goof, we need to talk about Maximilian. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? And it's the which, guy from which Princess Bride. Which principal was yeah. voiced Wallace by Shawn. Wallace Shawn, who was also in Clueless. So many connections. And, um... One of the other, I think I laughed so hard at this line when Goofy is introducing Max to the the idea of the road trip, and he shows him the map, and he, Max like messes around with the map a little bit, and he goes, "Don't wrinkle my pass, son." <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a throwaway line, but I think that I had to like pause the movie so I could just laugh. Mm. Oh. Yeah, there's a lot of great writing and a lot of really cool stuff that comes out of um, a character whose antics are pretty much just like, you know, kind of like if, if you go back and watch a lot of those is, uh, early Disney cartoons with um, the classic trio of um, uh, Mickey and Donald and Goofy. Goofy's usually just kind of like stumbling around or he's like providing a lot of like slapstick humor, um, which he, of course, does like to the nth degree in this movie but there's also uh, some so much more going on to grounding the character and kind of expanding our understanding of who goofy is to the point that uh at one point 
Uh, and this was weirdly in the IMDb trivia. It was listed this way. This film answered the long-asked question, where does Goofy live? <laughs> <laughs> the answer we all needed. I mean, I, I was interested in where they were based on them going to L.A., but besides that, that's like the extent of me thinking of that. <laughs> it was uh, around Columbus, Ohio. Ah, okay. That's sense. where Goofy but lives. How, that's where are Goofy, Goofy lives. how were we supposed to know that from the movie? I had to look it up, and I saw Columbus, mm-hmm. but their explanation of, like, the map, like, scenes in the map, I was like... I thought they were starting in like New England. <laughs> also, I thought they were driving... in California. I think maybe just because of the cheddar friend who is clearly a stoner. Like, <laughs> uh, voiced by Polly Shore. Speaking uh-huh. of the 1990s, yeah, for sure. Oh, well, like when they're leaving their home t- city, there's a scene of them on the highway, and those are friggin' skyscrapers. I could have sworn. Yeah, I've been right? to Columbus, Ohio, and there are certainly there is a maybe they're you passing know, Chicago. I, I was. I could have sworn that they were driving from down. Da- from New England through New York City into New Jersey, because I swear the ramps that you take to get on the George Washington Bridge, and looked... then ninety five down industrial North Jersey looks <laughs> identical, <laughs> minus the oil. Being old rig. is recognizing highways. Oh, we do. I, I don't think we this had a great movie time did solve that. where Goofy is actually from. Maybe yeah, I guess they live in the suburbs, sort of. But then they, I don't know. This is what I loved about one of the things I loved about this movie was I could ask it questions that it didn't. Have that didn't need to answer mm. of like how did where is Max's mom how did Goofy have a kid and just like all these like they're in the Grand Canyon their car gets lost but somehow they drive back like I just love asking like really ridiculous questions <laughs> for a movie that doesn't care about answering I mean them. the physics of that waterfall scene yeah. I'm like how did that work <laughs> please I was, explain I genuinely thought they were gonna kill Goofy and I've seen this movie <laughs> but I was like oh my god we're <laughs> going down there is no way he's being saved in this you situation. mentioned the mom also which I thought was interesting because mm-hmm. after I watched it I was in the shower and had a shower epiphany which uh, you know you, you know what those, those are like you do your best and I was yeah. like there is no portrayal of moms in that movie at all no even yeah. Roxanne you just see her dad yeah which is very which interesting which also her dad made me entirely <laughs> uncomfortable it's like a hulking bulldog <laughs> person when he opens up the letter <laughs> <laughs> and she talks to him like a dog she's like okay good dad good dad uh, I was like well, 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 well. well and even she is like strangely like humanoid to look kind of like like a sexy person but she's the dog it's kind of like, like the weird, weird like space jam thing yeah. with uh, what's her name yeah it gets a little have, like, too suspend your disbelief. oh totally you, know, you just gotta go with but it. I love just pointing out those things because the movie doesn't care about that <laughs> no all. and I don't really care no, about it's it funny either, to talk about but it. I'm just yeah. like huh it doesn't care about physics at all. You were just talking about the waterfall. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like the, my friend who I was watching it with, there, at one point she was like, surely the car is not going to make this. And then like the movie progresses. <laughs> then at the very end, the car rolls up to Roxanne's house and she went, no, this is the one thing I can't give you goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> my fan theory is that my head can is that they rented the same car in Los Angeles to drive back. But then they had whole sorts of misadventures, and the it's car looked like a door. That. Yeah, and I want to see that movie. Is that the <laughs> plot? To Show an... me your evidence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I love the portrayal between Pete, who's like this kind of like villain character in a lot of the uh, Mickey cartoons. Mm-hmm. I like his parenting style, saying you have to put your son under your thumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Versus Goofy, who is more like how my dad was like a dad of like you're kind of buddies, you're friends, and like you don't are not like, super harsh or like. Mm. critical or like rude to your kid so it's mm-hmm. like the balance like what does it mean to be a good parent i think was a really smart angle to like 
build this movie around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think something that I noticed as well in its sort of, yeah, comments on various parenting styles, but also this reoccurring theme of like anxieties around um, poor parenting leading to like execution. Like there's something. And like, and like prison. And I was like, what is with this? Like it's like, At Even least in that three times in the musical numbers, there's instant yeah. execution. Yeah. The word electric and chair doesn't belong in this Disney. I was oh, like, oh, it feels chair. so out of place when you're watching that movie now. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, I mean, just think weird. of what decade this movie it's, was made so in. So n- 1995. Yeah, um, so I was like, kind of like, where is this coming from? And essentially, like. 95 was mid 90s that rhetoric of like um juvenile crime uh, rates yeah. increasing super predators, super predators. Right. and this rhetoric that was like essentially connected to this idea that like crime like juvenile crime rates are, are gonna are gonna increase and that like even, even though those predict i mean those predictions were, were way way wrong mm-hmm. but that there's this sort of like yeah reoccurring um anxiety within within that time um and also like the helicopter parent of like middle class homes and like this notion of like where are your children where are they now like super control and what's wonderful and so also i thought gives the movie so much depth is the fact that goofy's parenting style that compassionate tender approach is ultimately like what triumphs at the end of the movie Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. max is He's awesome. Like he's just doing his thing, and and seems like they do have a great relationship. And it's pretty um, early on they find ways to kind of like get along and bond, and just like the the weird shitty things that are happening, um, like when they're being attacked by Bigfoot. <laughs> Bigfoot oh my god, god. Bigfoot scenes are so good. <laughs> it's like when Max like sees the postcard from the what, what's the place they go to? It's like the Destiny. Lake. Oh my god, no. Uh, po- uh, oh, a the- fucking. Lester's Possum Place. Yeah. Awesome or Possum Jamboree. Possum and he has a horrible time there the whole time. And it, like, ends really badly where, like, they're barely talking. Mm-hmm. But then he, like, looks at the postcard and smiles, um, which was such a cute little detail where I was like, oh, you had such a shitty time, but already you're like, oh, like, that was, like, that's a good story, you know? And Goofy calls Bigfoot Mr. Foot at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely and then he's me... listening to the cassette and he's yeah. like dancing. That's so. Good. Why was this movie so funny? It didn't have to go so hard, but it did. Oh yeah. And it's it a just, goofy movie. And it just reminds me of like trips, like place, like my parents would take me. And, like, me as an adult being like, oh, this is kind of, like, funny going to, like, a possum ranch in Middle of Hicks, right. wherever. But as a Those kid Those caricatures being like, oh were a God. little, I was they like, were. Oh, and because, like, that the oldest real kid there. there. Yeah. Yeah. That baby with the glasses I was that's like, just staring oh, that at That baby Max. that also, like, something was wrong with, with its teeth. Yes. And I was oh like, you know, everything about it. this, uh-huh. I hate. This, that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, there's something about that vibe. It, it felt weird. Mm-hmm. It's real uncomfortable. For sure. But, you know, Christine, you, you mentioned this before. So, like, not only is there this idea of parenting styles, but this undercurrent of becoming your parent. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That That's opening, opening nightmare. Yeah. It yeah. opens with that, which is insane. I remember that pretty vividly. But, like, the fact that it actually just opens with him, like, being terrified of becoming his dad. You're like, oh, God. He's a, he has this nightmare where he's, he's emerging through this idyllic, like, and speaking of the 1990s, emerging through this b- brilliant field of wheat. And, uh, is that 1990s? <laughs> 
Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Cartoon Week. Field Gladiator. Yeah, a bunch of a bunch of them. Even Thanos in the first Avengers Endgame trailer. Um. There's a vine. I was never mind. I never mind. Go ahead. But then coming across Roxanne, and they have this like uh, sort of like a serene little moment between them. But then uh, he starts morphing like horrifyingly. This transformation. It's that's really scary. Like, uh, it feels like it almost feels like the like um, what American Werewolf in. Mm. Uh, I was thinking that in, exactly. In London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, transformation where he just becomes it, it's so frightening because like he, his limbs are jutting out his teeth shoot out of his face mm-hmm. he gets this weird like vocal affect and then suddenly you realize he's become goofy he's become his dad which in the same day he like then like bumps into Roxanne and she talks to him and he goes the ooh, ooh, like makes the laugh and <laughs> and then at the end she like says that's like one of the things she like liked about him which it's like oh that's funny which too. I love about the end of the yeah. movie is like you you ass I already liked you yeah yeah she's like you didn't have to do any of this fucking shit <laughs> But what that's so honest, real, those feelings. Yeah, what an like, honest portrayal. Yeah, like, you, if if I say something, I'm like, oh, God. I know exactly <laughs> oh, yeah. where that away. comes from. Yeah. Everything is just you being embarrassed about, ev- like, being alive. You're yeah. just embarrassed. I'm currently obsessing over, like, two or three things I've said to people in the past week about <laughs> how they've interpreted that yeah. actively, like, right now. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting was when he goes to Roxanne's house to explain what's happening because they make a date before he then gets forced to go on this trip with his dad. To the big party. Yeah. And so he goes and is trying to like like plead to her like, I'm really sorry. Like, I have to go on a trip with my dad. And she's like not having it at all. So it was like, yeah. th- for some reason, the the excuse of the like legitimate le- excuse of like my dad like wants to take me on this trip and spend time with me. She is like, she doesn't care I'll about it all. Someone else to go. Yeah, and then as soon as he's like, no, but I'm ditching you for a concert, she's like, oh, well then. But it's power line. Yeah, and it's just like, it's like, oh man, like that, that kind of sucks too, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Teen love. Yeah. And then, then it's just like this whole, like, the whole time I was watching it, I was also thinking about like now reflecting on like movies and just thinking about a lot of the times like the sort of flimsy um, premises that they're built off of and this one is holy communication like mm-hmm. Goofy hears from the the principal that he his son is going to end up in the electric chair if he doesn't uh-huh. do something in so the electric like, chair yeah, so he's like I'm taking him on a trip and then he's like not totally communicating to Goofy like why he wants to stay or even what happens until later on in the movie and I was like if you guys just talk talked about it at the beginning like everything would be fine what the fuck you had to like get like almost like get like uh killed in a fucking waterfall thing to like have this communication with each other but do we ever say what we mean i know but like now it's but like it's frustrating when you're seeing it like this is so easy just talk to each other which yes as humans are all fucking horrible communicators but still be better i mean and I feel like so many people have, like, not lied, but, like, fibbed to, like, impress people. Yeah, Or to, like, yeah. get, like... Oh, oh I mean, I've lied to like. impress people. Yeah. <laughs> Eternal sunshine We don't have to call it a fib, Connor. <laughs> Just take a look at my resume. <laughs> um... Um, but it's like, but I remember like saying just like stuff that I actually wasn't interested in the girls in high school just to be like, Hey, like start texting me and I have this thing. I love the flyers. Sure. Let me chat about all these things. I know, even though I wasn't not like a huge hockey fan. I remember trying to like halo cause of a dude. Ugh. I mean, yeah, but halo is amazing. It's a good game. Is that why you have a flyers Jersey, but you don't, or a flyer shirt you don't wear watch games. I some I, I sometimes you follow sometimes the flyers. Right. <laughs> I bought that sh- I bought that that uh, sweater in college. Okay. 
<laughs> and Gritty has, uh, we've gone several episodes without mentioning our Lord and Savior, Gritty, mm-hmm. um, has re- reignited my interest in the flight. He's voted number one mascot by the players of the NHL. He's pretty great. I yeah. saw the Phantoms playing. Their mascot's really horrifying looking, but it also looks like Gritty and the Fanatic had a baby. Um, oh, Lord. Perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A very fast baby. Like, <laughs> real speedy baby. Okay. Speedy <laughs> fast baby. It's so hard for me as a Pens fan to be like, gritty, but like, there's something irresistible about that monster. Destroyer of worlds. Just as, yeah. a, as a city, it went from hating him to like, in a few hours, like, but wait a second. <laughs> gritty was revealed when we were walking um, to record an episode, and we were like, what the fuck is this? And then the next time we were walking there, we were like, yeah, gritty. Yeah, yeah, immediately. <laughs> Philadelphia was like, I'll fucking die for Gritty. (laughs) There is this person protesting or like protesting the protection of the the Mueller investigation. He was like, only Gritty is above the law. And I was like, "Mm, true. Mm. (laughs) Legit. People don't understand. But yes, we all lie to people. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, there's, of course, the big uh, the big lie that becomes an important part of the film where as they're going along on the road. Mm. Um, Sam, you said you laughed through this movie. I was like on the verge of tears because those moments, like what you're about to explain, yeah. was just heart wrenching. It's um, it's them coming along on uh, the essential turning point on Route 66 um, as they're making their way down a highway. Um, Max is determined to get them to the Powerline concert in order to impress Roxanne, um, but doesn't want to expose that plan to his dad, who is still trying to go to Idaho to. Uh, Lake Destiny uh, Lake for their Destiny. trip. <laughs> Just it's Lake Destiny. You gotta go. You gotta go. <laughs> but um, but Max has uh, Max has altered the map um, such that um, at what w- while being trusted uh, by Goofy, his father, to be his his trusty navigator, a really important task on the road and the, on the road trip that he's devised. So when it comes to this uh, this juncture, where Goofy is aware that. Uh, Max has altered the map just kind of like trust him in that last moment it gives him that last chance to be like mm. alright son which is our juncture which way are we going and finally at the very last moment to the point that they clip the guardrail Max says left and they go toward California oh my god what oh. a beautifully but if he's faced the whole time I know yeah what a beautifully animated scene it is when Bigfoot's sleeping on top of the car Max kicks the glove compartment open and the map just unrolls in front of him. Yeah. The, I Maybe I did see this movie as a kid because something like in the back of my head was like, mm. this, I remember seeing like the orange and the red like emanating from this glove compartment and the pence, like something just like. When Goofy like is like told that Max is lying to him mm-hmm. by, um what's his Pete, name? Pete. Pete, Pete. Um, and he goes into the car and he's about to like leave and not check the map and then it opens too and you see the orange yeah. light. I immediately was like, yes, this is a thing that that has been ingrained in my brain yeah. forever. <laughs> like Big such a moment. visual. Yeah. yeah. I also love it. It's like, this is, is this how maps work where you don't actually look like, look at where the destination also, is. Jesus, the using moment. a map was horrible. And oh, Max yeah. is like, I'll just erase the circle around Idaho. Circle Los Go Angeles. So if my dad sees this map, he'll say, we're not going to death. We're not going north. Because that was before he told yes, him that he Lake could be Destiny the navigator. Lake Destiny is obviously in the middle of LA. <laughs> Confusing. Plan. I mean, I remember 
one of my dad and I like every summer would take different road trips. And I remember the first one where I like had an iPhone and be like, I can just use Google Maps. Dad is like, no, we have to use the Atlas, the roadmap Atlas. And I was like, oh. no, we're not. Why God, are we using that? Exactly like yeah. And then and that was probably like 2009 or 10 and haven't used an Atlas since. You know, Christina, I, I, I did laugh, but I also did feel the stress you felt as well. And like I was kind of surprised that Max chose to go to California. Like I knew it was coming, but like honestly, I was like, God, he should just just everything would be fine if he just said right. But he builds up this big lie to know, this girl. He likes, know. you know, like every like everything Better about keep that going. Like, <laughs> the age we are right now is interesting because like I could empathize with both characters so much. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, yeah, Max, like I I can see now that these things aren't that important. But at your age, I can see how you're like, damn, this is life or death. Sure. <laughs> being being I, yeah. a teenage boy, I can I can attest mm-hmm. to the the yeah. power of, of impressing girls. Yeah, I, I think your point is also interesting because I feel like in another scenario, or if this was like a sitcom, there might be this moment, the learning moment, being at the fork and him being like, okay, I'm going to tell the truth, go right, mm-hmm. go north. Yeah. And then it's like he misses the Powerline concert but learns something new about... But ultimately, he does lead them to Los Angeles. They have an awesome time at the Powerline concert and everything works out, which... Like, which that I feel happens like, so fast also, which that I feel like that was such a bigger... A the movie could have taken 20 more minutes to... Yeah. I, it had me. It could have kept me for longer. But I, I kind of liked this ending because it, like, in another story it would have been like, this is what happens when you lie to your parents. But it's like, he, he did lie and they mm. did go to Los Angeles and things... And Goofy We're like kind, of, kind of understands like what his son is interested in a little bit more, and like he understands his dad a little bit more, and so that's kind of nice. Except I was really mad when Max is like, I don't think this plan is gonna work, and then all of a sudden a sexy dancer walks by, and he's like, Never mind, like wait a minute, and I was like, Bitch, you're doing this for Roxanne, like how dare you? Keep your focus. <laughs> oh wait, stay on target. Roxanne when, is amazing, you asshole. When Goofy opens the door to that person getting changed <laughs> in the face, he makes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a throwback to like old school. <laughs> that was that another music moment. was so good though at the concert. Yeah. I loved it so much. Which also obviously like that like is Michael Jackson like you know you know everything about that like yeah. you know um, which like especially at that time that was so important. Like I remember one of my favorite movies when I was a kid was um, Free Willy and oh. the Michael Jackson song and Free Willy was such a big deal. So I yeah. just also remember like that Maybe. aspect being I, really. I important. think that's also the time when Ooh. Captain EO, the Michael Jackson music ride at Disney Disney Parks, was also coming out too. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. So some notes on Powerline, the character. Um, Ooh, yeah. Powerline is this uh, is a super powerful pop figure, um, like the biggest rock star in the world, basically, at this time. Um, <laughs> this Someone is, call him a king of certain music genres. You might. You almost might. Um, which is, uh, you know, is no mistake. The, um, the character of Powerline was based on a mixture of uh, Bobby Brown, Prince, mm, and Michael yes. Jackson. Mm-hmm. I see that, yeah. I see all that. Um, Bobby Brown was originally set to record the voice of Powerline, but had and had already recorded some songs for the character, but was fired due to substance abuse issues. Oh, wow. Some of the songs by Bobby Brown for the movie were revamped and ended up on his Forever album. Interesting. <laughs> I want to listen to those. Very odd. Okay. 
Um, and the costume worn by Powerline, um, the sort of iconic um, orange jumpsuit um, with the very 90s uh, wraparound visor sunglasses mm-hmm. um, is actually a parody of the yellow hazmat suit costumes worn by Devo in the 1977s. Oh, so wow, cool. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's interesting. Uh, my friend Sarah did a lot of drag in college, drag performance, and she has an amazing Powerline Oh, um, awesome. So it's currently on YouTube, so I can show you guys. That that's later. dope. That's awesome. Um, but I, I, I talked to her today, and I was telling her about this episode. She's like, like, do you remember doing that? That's so like, <laughs> like really awesome. So she has this whole power line bit. That would be like that's a great. really good costume to mm-hmm. do. Yeah. yeah. And the songs are amazing. Uh, I to I, which is spelled I, the letter, to I, the letter, um, and stand out. Uh, we're actually performed for the film uh, in the end by... Uh, uh, Tevin Campbell, um, which did sound a lot like Michael Jackson right. too, to the point where I was like, "This wasn't him." Yeah, yeah. Which is so interesting to watch this on mm. the heels of the documentary coming sure, out sure. in Neverland because it's like even before the God, documentary, but especially yeah. but now. now yeah. But it's like God, his influence was literally everywhere. Because I always think about like that. Elvis. Yeah, I right. always think about that because I didn't really listen to Michael Jackson at all as a kid. Like he wasn't, as far as a musician, he wasn't influential. But the fact that he was so um, much a part of like TV and movies of me growing up mm-hmm. is I was like watching this too. I was like, wow, like this was kind of a big part of my childhood. And yeah, you didn't totally realize it. Yeah, like you saying Free Willy. My God, that song. Yeah. Oh man, mm. that movie so good. Oh yeah, that poor whale. Oh God. Oh man, Free Willy two. Too. But like that poor whale, but also <laughs> that poor it's whale continuing. Like it, it's not alive anymore. But like Sea World, every Sea, every Sea World has that whale, Shamu, right? Yeah. And, oh God. Ugh. And the fin that they Blackfish? like purposely. Was that the... Yeah, that yeah. was rough. Ugh. God, it's so fucked up. Yeah, it's like all all of these things hurt now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Moving back along well, to yeah. a good thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's interesting of like, how do we, you know, going forward, like, what will Michael Jackson look? Because, I mean, such an influential person still is being felt in our pop culture today. And what do we do with that of someone who is like. Right. How do we do? I mean, it's it's hard to, especially with him being like a person of color and like how important he is to like, you know, the black community, mm-hmm. too, has been really difficult. Um, very similar to like R. Kelly, I know as well. But like. You know, I I don't think any of these things are as extreme in my life, but, you know, there are people like Roman Polanski and um, what's his face? Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, you always know what I'm trying to say. He was in a Woody Allen movie. Yeah. Timothy Shelley. Timothy was. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, things are all coming um, together. <laughs> and like other people too. Like I feel like there's always another person like every day that's like you know accused of things. Where mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, like I just have to like step back and try to separate like this person like as a flawed individual from like the work that they have done and what that has meant to like society and that is not easy to do but like i have to try to keep reminding myself of that because like you're not going to ever be able to like totally erase like the influence that these people have had i don't think you necessarily should like i think you have to think about people in the context 
of their lives. Mm, yeah. Well, right, because in order for you to, to, like, make sure this shit doesn't happen again, you have to, like, learn that someone with that much power, that mm-hmm. much influence, could get away with all of this mm-hmm. bullshit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I don't think, like, Michael Jackson should be erased from existence. No, I, I mean, I don't think anyone here is arguing that. No. Because he's also a story of what happens when you are a victim, too. Yeah. Yeah, right? for sure. Like, I mean, it, yeah. it goes wrong. It goes so wrong. But, like, this this man was, yeah. like, also... Which is, like, entirely away from the point of Goofy Movie. <laughs> so, you know. But yeah. it's how we think about it, watching it in 2019, of, like... Yeah, like I was thinking about it more today than I expected to. Yeah, after mm-hmm. yeah I mean, that movie. character, uh, you know, within a, a very... Time and place uh, landscape really it it does bring it does highlight a lot of things and does bring a lot of things to mind, um, which perhaps have not uh, aged in a way that uh, we we afford reverence to the the rest of that that era, mm-hmm. and you know understandably. <laughs> um, yeah. I I really the the part where they're like really expressing like their issues when they're on like the river together. Um, they're on the car that is somehow still they're going. On, they're on the car that, the you know. Fucking car. Let's, let's forget reality. It's the Achilles heel you know. of the movie. Achilles um, heel, it's, it's their relationship. It's another character. It's, it's all obstacles. It's important. When it blows up at the very end. And then uh, it blows up, yeah. But yeah. then they still drive it home. But, um, but yeah, when they're, when they're, you know, arguing with one another and Max is like saying, you know, like this is my own life and everything. When when Goofy says like I just wanted to be a part of it, like I just Yeah. Um which like I, I assume was probably pretty impactful as a kid, but especially now, like as yeah. soon as I heard that and even right now I'm like tearing up thinking about it. I was just like, oh my God, like what the part what that made me thing. unexpectedly get emotional was when he takes Goofy to like a baseball game, takes Goofy like bowling, and these oh, other things that Goofy's not they really a part everywhere. of. And then he sees his dad's not having a good time, and he takes him to a yarn house. Yes! And Goofy yes. gets so excited. He's like, Max, you are getting like you have to give and take of like what you each want out of this you both road trip. have to be like trying to make the other person happy yeah. Exactly. yeah and i think about so when they were at the amusement park and they were going on those roller coasters and the goofy was like throwing up mm-hmm. i remember a time when my dad won tickets to hershey park through some kind of radio station and so we were able to go to hershey with like out a bunch of other people and i made him go on the lightning racer there 17 times in a row and oh like you God. know his back was hurting after that but like he did it i heard that number correct right 17 17 oh, wow. uh-huh. that's like four hours on the same roller coaster <laughs> it was it was it was and the sad thing is is like i had like a really big bias against certain colors and so like there it's called lightning racer because like you do there's the dueling it's, uh, the it's dueling. red and blue right i think it's red and green Maybe you might be right. And I was always on the green. I could never go on. Universal the red. has one that's red and blue. It's like the different yeah. Dragons. Maybe that's something it up. Yeah. Now it's the Harry Potter ride. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's just like my dad did that for me, yeah. and you know, I hope that someday that I pay my parents back for mm-hmm. all those moments. And I think there are hints like, and you see him trying to recreate a trip that he took with his dad, and mm-hmm. so yeah, it, it's like him looking at in the past and seeing this road trip as representative of their relationship mm-hmm. and him wanting to like rekindle that and create that with his own son and it would be so my guess and I, you might get little glimmers of that is that they're probably 
was the very similar dynamic of a young Goofy with his father being like, I am so not into this right now. I don't know why. I don't don't feel like it's that way at all, though. Like, because, like, Goofy feels, it seems like it's so, like, deeply, like, uh, well, unless it's maybe some meditation on something else. Like, so on his face, it seems like Goofy is really, like, he's got this lore built behind like these family trips and like what it meant to him mm-hmm. immediately at that time. But maybe but that's something that's he's only me- returning to after he's getting older. I don't know. I, it, you're right. It's, yeah, it's ambiguous, it seems- but I think the way memory works sometimes is that like there is this sort of new mm. sort of narrative and way of looking at, you know, it, there isn't enough. I don't, maybe there isn't enough like to really, to really know. I would love to see, goofy prequel yeah that would be <laughs> but it is kind of implanted prequel. in his head by pete initially that like you have to like do a father-son thing together that's true yeah um yeah. and then like maybe yeah it is a reflection like oh yeah like when i was a kid and i did this thing like that meant a lot to me you know but there's just such like happiness in goofy's voice when he's like plugging in those old tapes and mm-hmm. stuff and yeah uh, it just feels I mean, like I, it was so real and so tactile for him. Then he's just trying to express that, but it's not. And it's probably a thing he has to like reconcile with too. It's like that was like a beautiful, amazing memory, which you know maybe it wasn't as like amazing as like he it has it in his head. But at the same time, like you can't recreate that right. ever really. Like if you try to, you're probably going to be disappointed yeah. in some way. And I know even in my point in my in like. Now I think back about road trips that I took that I I know I had bad memories with, yeah. but yet still think so fondly of those yeah. times and say, oh, wouldn't it be wonderful to take a car from D.C. all the way to Wyoming with your family, <laughs> yeah. which we did. And I know that it was like there were some real, real low moments. But then I'm yeah. like, oh, my God, this is what I want to recreate with like I know. my like other yeah. family or whatever and i've been thinking about it um even in recent trips because like i my dad lives in sweden and i go and visit him and i know he listens to the podcast but my dad and i will Hi, take dad. trips just the two of us together um and the other day he mentioned like what a nice time he had with my sister while she was visiting and how similar that was to like when the two of us went to stockholm together and i feel so bad because i had a really great time but my remember my memories of stockholm or being upset that I wasn't home because of a dude. (laughs) Um, And I remember not treating my dad super great and kind of being a dick, like, even in recent years, because my head was so just, like, involved in other stuff that was going on that I wasn't Mm -hmm. there for. Um, Where I'm just like, like, fuck, like, I... I hate that I was like that. And I'm like, I'm glad that he's like maybe remembering it in different ways than I am. And again, like he's going to be listening to this. So whatever. But like, (laughs) um, you know, hearing that I like immediately had that twinge of like, oh, fuck, like I was an asshole. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about? Like, I I know, like I was being a dick, like most of that trip. Um, But yeah, it was like, you know, it's memories just so, so weird, you know, so much of this month has been thinking about what does nostalgia mean with now and then we were talking about like nostalgia of like the seventies and kids riding bikes on dirt roads and office space of like nostalgia with technology and just all of this, like the cost, like the fashion, like how do we choose to remember the past? Like typically we don't Mm want to keep thinking about the negative stuff that's happening. Mm -hmm. It's like what you guys were just talking about of like, we want to try to remember like the good things and want to try to recreate those positive memories while kind of like pushing down maybe the more negative ones yeah as far as nostalgia what is your relationship with this movie like when did did you see this as a young 
I would have seen this when it came out. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters, but I, I do remember um, us at least renting, either renting the the cassette at, at the time when it was a VHS cassette or... <laughs> oh my God. Um, All of the tape cassette uh-huh. references, they're always getting tangled in the yeah. tape. I'm like, that's so nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, or it might have been just on television, but um, I definitely remember like sitting down to watch it in its entirety the first time I saw it. So I guess it must it must have been something we rented. But... Um, yeah, I, I just remember really liking it because it was at a time when Disney was really kind of like um, was exploring a lot of different storylines. This is like shoulder to shoulder with things like uh, Aladdin or wasn't uh, around Beauty and the Beast wasn't far from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Mm, it's kind of like princess heavy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but also just like um, uh, kind of more iconic Disney stories. This one kind of fell by the wayside and wasn't really regarded as like uh, too big a deal and like did relatively poorly actually in theaters mm-hmm. um and that i think almost because of this notion of like reviving an old character or giving like an old character like the spotlight in like a a kind of like kitschy way um but interestingly enough like when they made the movie um they're quoted as uh the director is quoted as saying that like instead of keeping goofy a one-dimensional one-dimensional as he's been in the past we wanted to give him an emotional side that would add to the emotional arc of the story uh we wanted the audience to see his feelings instead of just his antics um so it was kind of an interesting like delve Mm -hmm. into an old character and dusting it off in like a new and modern way that especially suited the 90s as i'll get into in just a moment but like i guess i just appreciated them taking the time to like, and I come from a Disney family, but like I'm not much yeah. of a Disney head myself. Um, but like I did, I did appreciate them taking the time to like acknowledge part of the legacy and part of like the history of Disney through like one individual character that they were bringing a different dimensionality to. And I thought they did a good job. Yeah, yeah. it was nice seeing seeing him like just like being a single dad trying to do his best, you yeah. know? When he yeah. vacuums up the cardboard oh and he's just out of power lines. Oh, like, seems so, so sad about so it. Oh, and even him God. dressed with like the pink head towel and the bathrobes, like that feels very like and old school. When he's at cartoon. when he's at work, it, I'm thinking about it now, when he like works at, it looks like a... Sears? De, yeah, like a Sears, <laughs> like a department yeah. store that does like the, the kid photos and stuff. two people to work at. And he's obviously really great with like babies and kids. Mm-hmm. He and that also so, yeah, and that like also really hit me too. Where I think, I think probably I assume my parents had like these issues, and I assume it's a thing that a lot of them go through. Where like maybe like the the baby part and the kid part can be easier in a lot of ways, but then like navigating someone, um, you know, coming of age um, becomes like a lot harder and a lot like more difficult. There's a lot other like aspects you have to be thinking of, and so it's like in some ways even though like babies like of course are like complicated to like deal with too like sometimes i think it's easier to you just to be a parent to a to a little kid kid. yeah Mm. exactly and you know i almost feel like there is some universal messaging experience because when you first see goofy and he is in that like towel or whatever um he knocks up well he just like comes up open this opens the door and max is like Dad, get out! And he's like, "Oh, sorry." And he comes, he goes back out, and then he knocks, and immediately comes yeah, back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Same thing happens in now and then. Oh my god! Right, same, same thing happens. Thing oh, knock, knock. And my, my mom did that. that. Also, Ew. I've noticed. My mom <laughs> they, like, did knock that all on the, the door, time. and then I'm like, I assume I'm fine, 
but like my mom still does that to this day I'll come yeah. home and I'll be changing yep. in my room and she'll be just like Sam open the door I'm like no <laughs> <laughs> but like knocking before and then immediately uh, then opening, opening makes any difference at all yeah, the act of knocking is like the it's just the yeah. warning I'm coming in I'm coming it's not in here you get one extra second <laughs> so I guess for me, in a lot of in a lot of ways, the takeaway for this movie, and I think it's it's something that we've all kind of expressed just now, is that like this is one of those movies that uh, when you watch it more like as an adult, and uh, the nostalgia weighs heavy, either if you're a Disney fan or not. Um, the themes of parenthood um, and uh, childhood uh, dissonance and disconnection. Um, Every time I finish this movie, I just want to give my parents a call. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> and just, uh, uh, just like say hey, and you know maybe make some apologies. And uh, I don't know, it just it just makes me think a lot about um, a lot about my dad in particular, especially uh, via the movie's tagline, a goofy movie. Uh, it's hard to be cool when your dad is goofy. Because my dad would it would be the first to admit that he's a very goofy guy, and I've definitely inherited a lot of that from him as well. The I high... just messaged my dad to tell him I miss him and I love him. The high dad soup. <laughs> high dad soup. Oh, oh my like how, god! How small the that act soup. is and how oh. much it means to Goofy. No. Well, and how much of like as or a little bongo or I love you. Oh. And then oh it's just that uh, pause. It's so and good. warming the can of soup with what the cigarette, cigarette, lighter. cigarette lighter. At least this has a purpose for something. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, and then it reminds me of like me interacting now with my four-year-old sister. My dad, you know, us interacting with her of like she's not going to remember any of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just so interesting of like something that is such an impactful memory that I might have like next week with her is like when she's sixteen years old and I'm in my forties close to it yeah. like it's not gonna like i'm gonna have such as fond memory from 2019 in the year like 2030 but it's yeah. gonna mean like nothing to her well i think about that alive. with my sister too she's, <laughs> yeah yeah she's also like she's in sweden so i don't get to see her that often and so a lot of it is us skyping and she's seven and so she wants to do other things obviously like she doesn't want to just sit and talk to her like 28 year old sister about what's like <laughs> happening in her life and so like that that I know is like hard for me a little bit to be like oh but like I miss you so much and I just want to spend time with you but I'm like you're seven like yeah go build shit and like go you know play on your like you go know, be Harry Potter and shit. yeah go be Harry Potter you know and I like I get it but it's like also hard to to grapple with too yeah I feel like this movie like partially like oh being a parent would be kind of fun and then it's like I don't want to be a parent like it's kind of that interesting like mm-hmm. I want to like I want like being things that make me want to think about being a parent is like i want to show my kids star wars it's like what happens if they don't like star wars or grow up and like have different interests than my like how do i like i don't want to force my interests you know Mm. onto my kids which goofy in this movie like struggles with doing of like the possum fair and the family road trip to lake destiny you know he tries to force on max when at the end of the movie they come to an understanding about what each other want i saw i thought about that with captain marvel when i was in the theater Mm -hmm. because i was sitting there and I was doing my, like, critical movie thing and, like, thinking of stuff I liked and thinking of stuff I didn't like. And then there's this, like, little girl sitting a couple, like, seats down who's just, like, screaming, like, go Captain Marvel. And Aww. I, like, looked over and I was like, none of my opinions mean shit. <laughs> like, this means everything to this girl. What yeah, the fuck do is. I matter? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, does anybody have any kind of wrap-up thoughts about um, Goofy Movie before I uh, give a quick explanation for why I chose this as my 90s movie? 
I'm glad you picked a cartoon for a 90s yeah. movie because yeah. so many of us were, gr- I mean, I, we were all growing up in the 90s and so cartoons are a big part of our lives. But Huge like, part. None of, a, none of us picked them, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, I think it's kind of interesting yeah. that we didn't pick, this is the only Disney movie for the 90s month. Oh my God, that's for nine. Yeah, for 90s because yeah. this, I mean, I feel like the 90s are super dominant and now Disney is so dominant. Yeah. It's just kind of, it's just interesting. It felt and, it felt this made it like more well rounded. Mm-hmm. That animate like some of the, like we talked about the pizza. Um, oh that melting pizza is mm. such uh, an intense image that I've seen not only in that movie but other movies. Go back to like our earliest episodes where we talked about food and movies, and yeah. that's now this is number one: the pizza and a goofy <sighs> movie. That's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, nice. I mean, yeah. So um, there's a lot of reasons that I, I gravitated toward this as a '90s movie. Um, I feel like, uh, as we mentioned, it touches on some themes that are pretty prominently featured in other 90s films, such as like uh, single parenthood mm-hmm. uh, is something that like tends it tends to come up a lot in 90 movie, 90s movies. It was given a lot of illumination and like uh, a, a sense of representation and inclusion for uh, for younger audiences, especially in children's films. It comes up a lot. Um, it also pre- really prominently features uh, the contrary, like a uh, two sided coin of like. Uh, over, uh, like, uh, overprotective or over-involved uh, helicopter parents versus, like, admittedly sassy and, like, dejectful teenagers. Um, it makes use of very 90s music uh, via power line, stylistically, <laughs> but also via its messaging in those songs, like, standing out, being unique, being yourself, seizing a sense of individual identity. That was a big 90s After trend today. in pop music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, we got to talk about the look of the movie, uh, like the clothes and the hair. There mm. are crop tops. There are oversized glasses. Cheese Whiz Kid. Who is Cheese Whiz Kid? His name is Joey? That's Joey. Yeah, Billy. and that's voiced by Polly Shore. Oh. See, I want to be... That's the only time Polly Shore's made me laugh is in this movie. <laughs> when he's <laughs> sipping, he's going up to the water fountain and sipping water with a straw, the straw. from the fountain. Slurpage. They also give him the Cheese Whiz in a paper bag like oh, it's yeah. drugs, yeah. which I think is hilarious. And then once he's... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was saying they want the adults in the audience to think it's like weed, but then it's just Cheese Whiz. Yeah, I was so looking gross. at it and I was like, they want this to look like drugs, right? To the yeah. point that as he's walking into the principal's office, he he hands it off to Max and is like, "Here, man, guard this with your life." <laughs> we all want to. We all want to be cheese with kid, but no, we can't be I never. Kid. I never wanted. That was disgusting. He's my like, favorite oh, character. Tower of cheese. I don't think I've ever eaten che- cheese whiz in my life. It's gross. I say cheese shit. It is what that is. I mean, basically, it's the same thing. I, I would, I would assume... say. I- it's pretty good. It is. Cheese Whiz has its space it and definitely, time. Definitely, I would have <laughs> on the right on the right sandwich, maybe. But cheese from a can like that, just no. straight. Mm. Now is a now is a cheese connoisseur. Like I, I don't know, but there was something about it that was very intriguing to me. I was like, oh, cheese on the go. Yeah. Listen, there have been times where I've just sat in a dark room with some cheese with another thing. I mean, so I've like, done it with whipped cream. That I'm like, okay, I get it. Peanut butter. Yeah. It's just chips. Just lots of chips. Yeah. <laughs> Cheese all... Whiz haircut, so good. I mean, I called him Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz yeah. kid. Cheese Whiz kid. I was like, oh, was haircut. That a thing? I was like, yeah, I was like you what's had a Cheese Whiz haircut? haircut? Was, you know, the <laughs> hottest trend more. of 1995 was Cheese Whiz haircut. Did you haircut. not read that, that magazine of, of Cosmo? Whatever. 
I was say episode of Cosmo, but that was all right. Issue. That's what I was looking for. That actually reminds me, as soon as the Goofy movie ended, because I watched it on YouTube, it tried to put on Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> and I was nice. like, oh, wait a second. I guess the great thing to bring up is you can watch this on YouTube or Vimeo for mm-hmm. free. Yeah, that's so I true. watched it. I watched Damn, it I wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> Sorry, Dave. But Ooh, now you own it forever. Is this a 90s thing or maybe like an early aughts thing of like of hijacking the like... AV equipment and oh, doing totally. some big totally. extravagant like performance. I feel like that's like, a thing where they like break into like interrupt the, interrupt like a pep rally yes. or a yes. principal assembly. speech a assembly. testament of love because and when of was, artistry. They set down a trap door. When was <laughs> Ma- when was Max Headroom? Does anyone remember when that happened? What Max Headroom? What's that? Max Headroom was like a public uh, like. Uh, it was, or it was like a local or regional like news network uh, inter- interruption that was like a guy like spatting this really strange message in like a weird mask with sunglasses. What? It's oh. a whole thing. Like Hold it, on. But I, I forget what year that was. 1984. So like that was a little before that. It was like a weird thing that got a lot of national attention for this weird like signal interruption. Uh, with like a vague message, like almost like if V for Vendetta was someone just showing up on everyone's TV screen to be like, "Hey, isn't this weird?" Um, <laughs> but I wonder if like that influenced like this idea or it's anything. Like Screenslaver from or Incredibles Two. That reminds me, we all picked our Goofy movie characters. Oh yes. Oh shit, oh. you're right. Yeah. I lost do, do, my do we want to share those now? Again. Yeah, we should. So yeah, before we wrap up here, um, and before we round out uh, again of what was '90s month and was a really great time, a good look back. Um, we are going to go ahead and answer uh, answer the question of who we resulted in uh, in a playbuzz.com quiz of uh, our goofy movie characters. Um, so mine refreshed, but yeah, mine did shit. Too. Yeah, so did mine. I remember. I mine, remember though. what it was. I remember. Yeah, I remember what mine was. Too. <laughs> That's good because so yeah, keep the website open if you try and do it. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we're gonna take a crack at that. So uh, who did everybody get? I was goofy. Yes! <laughs> yes! I was also goofy. Yes! Uh, I was also goofy. Yay! <laughs> if you're goofy and I'm not, I'm going to be I'm really feeling some kind of way. I'm not goofy. Who are you? I'm PJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eating pizza. I'm scrubbing floors. I'm trying to make my dad happy. That's intense. There wow. PJ scrubs a None lot of, us are of cool floors. Like oh wait, this reminds me. It's also interesting that Pete is considered a villain in the larger Disney world. Yeah. Yet he and Goofy are best friends, and PJ and Max are best friends. That's well. Actually, there's 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 one. I don't one, know. Maybe Pete and Goofy aren't best friends, but there's they seem one to be line friends. in there where. Um, when, when he uh, when Goofy is initially posing the uh, the trip, uh, says to Max really excitedly like, "Guess who? Uh, I'm we're, I'm going on this trip with my best friend." And Max is like, "Who? Donald Duck?" So I guess Donald oh, Duck. Oh shit! Oh, I remember that. It's Goofy's best friend. Oh, I didn't. Mm. <laughs> oh, I was like, "Oh, wow. look at that name drop they just did." <laughs> Which also, there's like tiny little bits of Disney throughout the movie because uh, there's little like mermaid. a Little Mermaid. He has, Wait, a, totally, he has yeah. a Mickey phone. I missed all of also, these. Also. 
there's like little clues to movies that'll eventually be like when they're doing the um the, one of the like the first larger songs and they're on the the freeway and everyone's singing first of all they're there's like a hearse there yeah. and a zombie comes yeah, out and singing. Great. hilarious but second there's an old woman who's like driving a shit ton of cats around but her car looks like lightning mcqueen it's like oh damn shit. wait the earth i do in the pow- final power line performance, the Ursula woman. Yeah, is yeah. that who yeah. you're talking about? She's who Goofy yeah, the woman. sees <laughs> naked. <laughs> no, there's an aerial light in the hotel room they stay in. Oh, also. Uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah Mickey there's phone. Also, there's several hidden Mickey's. There's also literally Mickey Mouse and Donald uh-huh. Duck hitchhiking on the side of the highway. What? Yeah, and, they, and they name drop Walt Disney two or three times. Yeah. Oh, a couple times. And Wait. there's a scene that they cut, which is uh, Donald Duck originally had a larger role where he played Aww. a travel agent. Goofy asks, <laughs> "Wait, what? yes." Goofy asks, "What do you think I should do?" To which Donald responds incoherently. Goofy responds, "What did you say? Is there someone else I can talk to?" <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, wow. Maybe Vimeo Fair. gave me an edited version. I didn't see any of these no. except for Ursula. Huh. I watched the video version. Oh, you did? Okay, yeah. so I clearly was not. <laughs> oh, wow. All the 90s feels. So who had seen, so you, you had seen, you and Dave, Sam and Dave had seen this as a as children. No, I, no. I, I saw it. I, I, saw I it had never seen it in college. Yeah. This is the first time I'd ever seen same, this. Same, same. I remember this being so like a pretty good. significant movie in my life as a kid. I'd never heard never. of it until college. It flew under the radar in, in an era where like, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously it was standing like again at the time when, in fact, his production was pushed back um, a little bit um, installed, I believe, because of uh, the rollout of Lion King. Oh yeah, that was 94. Uh, so yeah. like, you know, it, it, it was like it was a diamond in the rough uh, to go to Aladdin hey. in an era where like where those kind of movies were really dr- taking the attention and Disney was producing a lot of work. Mm, well, they're remaking Lion King. They remade Cinderella. You got Maleficent. You got Aladdin. You got Beauty and the Beast. Who's playing Goofy? Goofy movie. <laughs> Come Great. on, Lion you heard it here. Movie. You heard it oh, here. No, Let's like, bring we it. We know what fucking genie looks like. I That's don't... true. It might be pretty Ooh. monsters. Yeah. You know what? Uh-oh. It's fine. He looks better in the second trailer. It's it's you know it's all just fine. It's gonna be hokey. But I also am probably I not just, gonna I see Aladdin. Liking people making fun of yes. um, the genie. Uh, they compared him to the Meeseeks in um, uh, Rick and Morty. Um, they also oh, compared geez. him to uh, Tobias Bluth. <laughs> oh my God, yes, I just blew myself. I'm like, yes. blew myself. <laughs> it's gotta be a better way to say that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, before we uh, before we wrap up for the night, I believe we do have a shout out. Mm-hmm. I don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> so on the picture of Christine, on the picture of Christine as a little babe from the 1990s, our friends Lauren and Alana both guessed it. One on Instagram and That's one on right. Facebook. So thanks for paying attention, guys, and knowing it was Christine. Christine, you look the same, so it wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't think my face is really not really. <laughs> so it it's just that like hair hard. length. It's just yeah, it's some. You looked like you had hair. a little bit more hope back then, but hope, yes. <laughs> what are you doing with your phone? I still felt I'm twirling it. My new fidgety habit. All right. Those were the days where I still thought that my memoirs would be. <laughs> I mean, I really want to read. Them. Still can. The world doesn't understand. You have a platform. Me. Only I understand me. 
<laughs> we're, we're close to 2,000 SoundCloud listens. I, so. too, am... What is it? Well, oh, what my I God. learned in boating school is no. maybe what, it, what maybe we should <laughs> one I podcast unusual bring mm. in just a nice little uh, snippet of a journal I or know. diary entry. No, no. <laughs> oh, I don't even have those. I don't it's have one. Happening. Didn't we talk about the clo- the locked journals? Oh, our uh, office password, password journals. journals. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad I don't have any. I moved stuff like, like that. a bunch of times. I have none of my old stuff from when I was a kid. I probably have a lot of receipts. Sorry about it. We can look at your receipts. That'd be, yeah. That'd be insightful. Uh, we'll we'll brought it. Any artifact from? Oh, oh that yeah, would be fun. Oh. I could I could definitely do an artifact. Yeah. I maybe could. All right. Well, um, so uh, should refer to uh, be sure to follow us um, on our socials. That's uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, there is also a Tori's Chill and Kill Horror Night. Nobody has emailed us at butterwiththatpodcast at gmail.com. You could be the first. Just a hey, hello. Even just, or text us a conversation. Like, Excuse us, me. Don't text just us. Anything. I'm happy that no one has texted me, so God bless. Keep that up. I need to get my number out of there. It's also on Twitter, too. <laughs> my number? I had a question of like, is this your phone number, Butter with that? Oh. And I was like, I guess that's Sam's. Also, some of us are on Letterboxd. Um, yep. I'm trying to keep track of like all of our movies and stuff. So I've been inspired <laughs> to try to write more in-depth reviews on Letterboxd. I wrote yes. a review on Letterboxd. <gasps> you have Letterboxd? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, also let us know if it. you have any movie recommendations yes, that you want please. us to watch and we can give a shout out to. Yeah. Yeah. If you want us to do a, a fan select month. We'll have a new theme. Yeah. Also. Send us themes, send yeah. us movies. Can I read you my review for Blood Creek on Letterboxd? Yes. This is what you're missing. One star. Why did I watch this? One star for an attractive Henry Cavill Michael Fassbender. Mm. That's it. Fair. You're missing it. Ooh, both of them in one movie. Mm. Blood yeah. Creek. Mm. <laughs> I still want to watch it just based on that. <laughs> I'm just laughing at my like... other reviews. <laughs> <laughs> give us Why one more. Give us, give, us give, us more. Give, us, give us one more. Give us a little taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, return to Halloween Town. <laughs> oh, I just can't think you can replace the original Marnie and we wouldn't notice or care. Guess again. No sequels were needed after Calabar's Revenge, but I take this particular sequel as a personal offense. So it's only number two. No. Oh, it's number. How many Halloween I towns have there been? I think there was Halloween. What the hell was this one called? Because she's <laughs> now a mo- she's an adult in one of the new Disney she's... Channel. So there's. Calabar's Revenge, then there's Halloween Town High, and then there's Return to Halloween Town, which is not with Marnie. What's Halloween Town? <gasps> That's a conversation we can't have right now. But anyway, we'll have some other day. Quince. Quince. <laughs> so feel free to come on back next month when we will be uh, launching into a new theme. Uh, we will see you then. And until then, uh, take care and uh, let us know what you think. Bye. Watching Alyssa was like, how many times are you going to make that noise? And I went, I'll just make it one more. And I saved it for the very end. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs>